ladies and gentlemen and everyone in between. It's your girl, Miss B, with Straightforward with Miss B. This is episode 61. Grab your vices, sit back, relax, let's chill, and get straight to it, as we always do. Welcome back, everybody. Ooh, it's been a lot going on within this last week. We got uh, the Tory Lang situation. He was finally sentenced, um, as well as an update on Miss Carly Russell out of Birmingham, Alabama, and her fake abduction story, um, as well as this crazy brawl that happened in Montgomery, Alabama um, at a riverfront um, boating dock area in the city. So yeah, we got a lot to talk about. We have a lot to talk about. Um, before we begin, just know that as always, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Um, thank everybody who listens to the podcast on any of the popular streaming platforms as well as catch us on youtube as well i upload the episodes on youtube so for those of you who are not that tech savvy and uh but does you know does know about the youtube platform you can definitely check us there check us out there at straightforward with miss b all right so before we get into it let's definitely kick off with some audio. What the hell? That was the key. That was the key. Yeah, these white folks don't need black men that work security. We're trying to get on the sipper cycle, the Marriott, trying to come through. And the man was telling them to move their boat because the Marriott couldn't dock so the folks could get off. And everybody on the sipper cycle, we just waiting. Why these folks? The swung on it and a jumped on it, black man. Maybe the crew member to jumped off the Marriott, baby. They whooping ass, baby. Now come on, they jumped in the water. I don't get to them. What the hell? Yeah, these white folks jumped on it, black man. That work.
Lord have mercy on me. This has to be the most hilarious and celebratory, I would say, thing that has happened in quite some time. Ah, this crazy brawl, that was just the audio that I played. It was um, back-to-back clips of, I guess, the most exciting parts of this fight. Now, I don't condone fighting. However, hey, sometimes, you know, unfortunately, you know, some of us, you know, write checks that I ask just cannot cash. And this was one of those instances where I believe it was needed. All right. So, basically, where it all started from, it was a Saturday evening, last Saturday, and there was a riverboat called the Harriet um, that was carrying 227 passengers, and I'm pulling some of the details from CNN. Um, They were returning, the boat itself was returning to the waterfront, to the dock, and they were trying to dock at the designated area, right? It's uh, basically a reserved spot, um, you know, for those who are, you know, doing one of the tour boats or whatnot, right? So the Harriet River boat and the 227 passengers, they basically just kind of lingered around in the water for about 45 minutes as the captain of the river boat, you know, tried to reach the operator's using the PA system, um, you know. But unfortunately, there was some individuals who had a private boat, and they was parked in the area in which the Harriet River boat um, was supposed to park, right? And so the private boat owners basically was confronting, you know, confronting the operator and the captain like, Hey, we're not, you know, we're not moving our boat. And I'm sure, you know, I'm sure, you know, these people that were on the boat was very, um, inebriated possibly, you know, probably just had a fun time out on the water with their family and friends. Um, but yeah, they were basically refusing to move their boat. Um, and they didn't want to get out of the way. They didn't want to make room for the Harriet to um to to dock the boat, right? So, um, it is alleged that you know there may have been some racial slurs um that were spewed, and that kind of helped jump off the whole situation. Um, so during this time, while the captain of the Harriet, you know, kept. Like, hey, y'all have to move y'all boat. Y'all have to move y'all boat. There was a heavy set security guard, uh, security guard that was actually on the dock. He ended up getting jumped um, by the owners of this private boat. Um, and then because the owners of the private boat, they were all white, and this security guard was a black man, um, of course, the the visual of what was happening um, just did not sit right with everybody who was all of the onlookers from the Harriet boat and people who were probably just lingering around at the riverfront, you know, at this time it it just was not looking right at all. Okay. So it says that the captain um, of the river boat, um, they did contact police to report a disturbance. Um, However, the officer's, 
The police officers didn't actually arrive on the scene till about 18, 20 minutes later. Um, <clears throat> and the police law enforcement basically stated that, you know, hey, the fight was brought on by some reckless individuals who did not use good judgment and caused an event that certainly was avoidable. So, of course, during a press conference recently, well, let me go back to what was happening, right? So, on the video coverage, if you have not seen it, this is when nationwide, probably globally as well, everybody at this point have seen this video. So, we see the black man getting beat up, the police, I mean, not a police officer, the security guard uh, getting beat up, getting jumped on by this white family. And then all of a sudden you see this young 16-year-old who worked on the Harriet boat. He actually jumped in the water from the riverboat and started swimming across the dock, onto the dock, um, so that he could assist the security guard and, 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 you know, I guess try to help break things up. And, you know, eventually I believe I did see him on the video maybe throw a few punches as well. And then... Then there was other people that started to kind of, you know, come in defense of the security guard. So there was black people starting to, women, men, grandmas, aunties, everybody started coming to help the security guard. And they would just turn into this complete brawl. Like, even when the Harriet um, Riverboat finally docked, passengers who were on that boat got out and started fighting the people, you know, in the brawl as well. I mean, it was men hitting men, men hitting women with chairs. One black man pushed a white woman in the water. I mean, it was black females that, you know, basically was beating up on, you know, a couple of white chicks as well. It was just a lot of shit going the fuck on, and it was absolutely crazy it was absolutely crazy to me and I think for me just from a comedic standpoint the chair situation was so funny <sighs> because who thinks of picking up a folding chair and just starting banging people upside the head with a folding chair that was absolutely hilarious and also at the beginning of the um beginning of the brawl when the security guard was about to get jumped he basically took off of his took off his hat and tossed it up in the air and it was almost like this was a signal to every black person or anyone who was out there who wanted to help defend him there was almost like that instant signal when he threw that hat up up in the air that was hilarious it was almost like it was on cue and I'm like oh my god <laughs> So I'm sure many of you who have seen that video have watched it numerous of times. <laughs> Got a laugh or two. I mean, everybody was on social media giving their opinions, their recaps of the events. Oh, my God. And it's just been so hilarious. Now, um, because, like I said, from a visual perspective, it looks as though it was a white versus black type of thing. Um, so many kind of, you know, this has really opened up the minds for a lot of people to actually understand and, and really truly get a, a, a grip and glimpse of racial 
um, our racial divide. You know what I'm saying? So law enforcement basically is investigating. Um, they have basically um, charged several people who were in the fight. I believe there were others um, who have been identified and they are supposed to turn themselves in. I know that law enforcement stated that if those individuals do not turn themselves in, that they will go and pick them up and make sure they get detained. Um, but so far, I think there's about 13 people um, who were um, detained and questioned, um, questioned about the incident. Um, but as far as, you know, whether or not to, of course, they're going to be getting charged, uh, but there may be additional charges um, in regards to a hate crime, um, but they're still trying to, um, they're working with the FBI to figure that part out. Um, but it was stated, um, it says that we were unable to present, they stated that we were unable to present any inciting a riot or racially biased charges at this time. Um, this was stated um, to CNN on Wednesday morning. Um, I think, um, and this is from Mayor Reed. He's uh, Montgomery's first black mayor. And also for those who are not familiar with Montgomery, Alabama, Montgomery is actually the capital of Alabama. Um, and they, the city has basically um, have been in the forefront since civil rights era, Martin Luther King, um, you know, Martin Luther King and all of the other civil rights activists, um, you know, historically did a march um, in Sel Selma, Alabama, across the Selma Bridge, which, you know, if you enter history, um, that was something that was very huge as well um, during that time. Um, so, you know, Montgomery comes with a lot of rich history when it comes to civil rights and, like I said, and racial issues. Um, I think it is important for us to understand that um, there was a young white dock worker or someone who worked on the boat who also tried to help and who was attacked as well. Um, that is a statement made by um, the mayor. Um, the chief, however, chief of police told CNN um, that they have spent hours investigating what happened to ensure they get it right. Um, knowing Montgomery's history, knowing all of the civil rights things um, that we went through here in the city of Montgomery and what the means to the nation, what this means to the nation, we are very amped up to get this right, um, which the chief of police stated to CNN Sarah Saitner on Tuesday night. Um, he also goes on to say, as new developments come forward, we will amend charges as necessary. Um, if it does rise to the level of hate crimes, um, if it rises to the level of inciting a riot or whatever that looks like, we will do just that. Um, and like I said, um, Montgomery is considered to be the birthplace of the civil rights movement um, after Rosa Parks' refusal to give up her bus seat to a white man in December of 1955, which led to the Montgomery bus boycott, uh, which was the first major protest against segregation. Um, 
Montgomery has built a culture of moving forward and reconciliation of our past. Um, stated City Councilwoman Marsh Brown, she pointed to the presence of the Equal Justice Initiative, um, its museum, and the National Memorial for Peace and Justice, which stands in honor of lynching victims. She goes on to say, we are fertile ground for reconciliation, right? But right now, what I see is a country coming together from all walks of life to want to know what we can do next, how we can resolve this, how can we come together as communities on two separate aisles and really truly resolve the past and move forward to um, the future. So as we know it, you know, looking at the video and just understanding some of the backstory and how this brawl um, initiated, you know, a family just felt as though they they didn't have to move their property. You know, like I said, they may have been inebriated a bit, feeling themselves and uh, just felt as though, hey, they don't have to do what somebody says. And I think that that's a lot of where, you know, the problems kind of stem from. You know, we have people of certain races who believe as though they're still living back in the 40s, you know, living back in slavery time and, and, and being masters, uh, masses or whatever you want to call them and owning excuse me, plantations and, and being able to control and, and manipulate and do what it is that they want to do um, of people of color. You know, all of that, some people, especially here in the Deep South, still carry that same mental um, mentality. You know, they feel as though they're superior and other races are inferior. So could all of that have contributed to this? Maybe. You know, if there was people who were present and witnesses stated, hey, you know, the white man called a black man, called the black security guard the N-word then, hey, yes, on those grounds, and if that comes out to be true, then, yes, they do need to also um, be hit with hate crime charges um, as well because this is 2023, and none of us, none of us in this society, we all bleed red, right? No one superior to anyone else in this world. You know, those mentalities from the civil rights era era is you would think should be long gone, but they are so deeply embedded into a lot of people that it's hard to let go. It's hard to change their mind. It's hard for them to be empathetic to others. You know what I'm saying? And show grace to others and be kind people and just love one another. And I feel as though partly that was that that took place in this situation. That's what it was. But you know what happened? They ass got handed to him. And rightfully so. They ass got handed to him. And so and so it is. So I wonder what you guys' opinions on this situation is. That's my opinion, you know. People had to 
people had to do what they had to do. And in this day, day and age, and thank God there was no weapons, no, you know, uh, weapons, guns, anything, knives, anything like that um, that was present during this brawl. It was just straight, straight up knuckling up, fist to fist combat. But I'm glad that we were in the predicament that we were able to defend um, the security guard who was getting jumped on because they had no right to jump on that man. All he was doing was doing his job. But I'm glad that others, um, you know, specifically other African-Americans was able to come and help defend him um, and just show unification um, from that standpoint. And it just helped my community in particular to understand that, hey, we need to learn to stick together. We got to stick together because that's all we got. So moving on from this situation... Let's get into a little bit of the um, Tory Lane situation. I got a lot going on right here on my desk. <sighs> Tory Lane's basically yesterday um, was finally um, sentenced for his involvement. Um, in the, I guess it was, he was found guilty, um, of assault against, um, female artist Megan Thee Stallion. Tory Lanez himself is a R&B and singer. I believe he raps as well. Um, I enjoy Tory Lanez's music, as well as Megan's as well. But as you know, for several years now, the two were going back and forth at one point. Um, it eventually finally uh, went to the courts um, in Los Angeles. Um, she basically was grazed in the foot I won't say she was shot in the foot but she was grazed in the foot um during a night out of having fun her Tori and her then um best friend Kelsey they went to a party at Kylie Jenner's house a pool party chilling drinking at some point um it says that Megan may have gotten upset um, because it seems as though Tori was flirting with Kylie Jenner in her face. Um, now, mind you, Kelsey was talking to Tori at first. They were, I guess, establishing a relationship. Um, but soon, Megan the Stallion basically took Kelsey's man, and that was low down in itself. And she ended up fucking on Tori. Um, so by the time they get to this party at Kylie Jenner's house, she was truly in her feelings, um, when she felt as though Tori was flirting with Kylie. Um, 
They left in a black truck. I believe it might have been, you know, whoever their uh, driver was or whatnot in a black truck. Next thing you know, they're somewhere in L.A. And argument ensued inside the black truck. It ended up going. um, They ended up stopping. I believe Megan might have got out. Um, One thing led to another. Shots rang. And Megan the Stallion, Megan the Stallion uh, received, like I said, she was grazed in her foot. So since that incident happened, things were starting to kind of spill over onto social media. They were going back and forth. Um, but in this two or three year span, None of us really knew what the true story was. And so as far as, like, the fans were involved, uh, people chose sides. You know, you had a lot of fans and supporters of Tory, and you had um, just as many fans and supporters um, of Megan. They were, they were divided in how they felt. Um, eventually... Eventually, um, it went to trial. In the trial, um, Tory basically did not get on the stand and, and speak for himself on his own behalf. Um, I believe his defense team um, advised him not to. Um, however, there was one witness that came up to speak. One or two witnesses, Kelsey, came up to speak as well. Um, and there was a a person who lived in the neighborhood where the incident took place, um, basically, I guess was up at that time of the morning and gave their accounts of what it is that they saw. Um, and that was pretty much the nail on the coffin, even though there were no gun residue, um, no DNA of Tories found or established. Um, I believe it was this witness statement that at some point he said he saw Tory with a gun in his hand. Um, I think that's what, you know, ended up being the nail in the coffin for him. So, again, once he was found guilty, um, then, of course, we had to wait a couple of months or so before he was actually sentenced. And yesterday was that day. Tory Lanez was sentenced to 11 years. And again, I mean, excuse me, not 11. Let me, let me stop. He was sentenced to 10 years. And again, when it comes to fans and supporters, um, there's still a great divide. Um, however, you know, at this point it's just, it is what it is. Um, so according to CNN, um, Tory Lanez, the man convicted of shooting rapper Meg the Stallion, Megan the Stallion in 2020 was sentenced on Tuesday for 10 years in prison. Um, as told by the Los Angeles County District Attorney's Office. Um, in December of last year, a L.A. jury found Lanes guilty of three charges related to the July 2020 shooting 
um, of Megan Thee Stallion in the Hollywood Hills. Um, Lanes, he had pleaded not guilty to assault with a semi-automatic firearm, carrying a loaded unregistered firearm in a vehicle, and discharge of a firearm with gross negligence. Um, the jury ended up convicting him on all three accounts. Um, Stallion accused Lanes of shooting her in the foot after she exited a vehicle they had been riding in following an argument. At a press conference following the sentencing um, on Tuesday, um, L.A. District Attorney George Gasson explained how Lanes attempted to silence Stallion after she accused him of shooting her in 2020. Over the past three years, Lanes has engaged in a pattern of conduct that was intended to intimidate, silence her, and keep her from defending and bringing her truth out, Gasson stated. Despite the physical violence, verbal attacks, and attempts at public humiliation, Stallion remained strong and shared the events of the fateful night with the jury and the world, the district attorney continued. Um, Stallion's position as a popular entertainer has brought a spotlight on the important issue of violence against women. There are many people in our community that endure acts of violence every day from people close to them and feel reluctant to come forward when this happens. I hope that Stallion's bravery gives hope to those that feel helpless. And that's what the district attorney um, stated. Tory Lanez's attorney, Jose Baez, also spoke at a news conference um, calling his client's sentence, quote-unquote, incredibly harsh. To get a 10-year sentence is extreme and just another example of someone being punished for their celebrity status and someone being utilized to set an example. And he's not an example. He is a human being, Baez said. Lanes is incredibly sad and down, as any other person will be, of the news of the sentence. The laws allow for Lanes to be out on bail pending appeal, so they plan to file a motion for bail in the case as they attend to appeal. In April, Megan Thee Stallion addressed the case in an essay for Elle magazine. Um, she stated, as I reflect on the past three years, I view myself as a survivor because I have truly survived the unmanageable. Man it never crossed my mind that people wouldn't believe me. She wrote, adding that she nonetheless knew the truth and the indisputable facts would prevail. Now, <clears throat> enough of this article. We all know who have been following this case, different circumstances that were, you know, involved in this whole situation. You know, the argument and this is not to make any type of excuses on Tory Lanez's behalf, but it's almost like there's a lot of things that was happening that night. 
you know, Megan, Megan was very aggressive and arguing, you know, Megan is a very tall, tall woman compared to Tory Lanez, who's a short guy and that really, you know, size doesn't matter. Um, however, you know, she's very aggressive to be a female, right? And, you know, she's also have been known to kind of be somewhat of a semi, you know, maybe a semi-alcoholic, you know. She loves to have a good time and party. And, you know, alcohol tends to help turn you up a bit. Um, But it seems as though that she may have been very aggressive that night. And I'm assuming that a lot of truth probably started to spill out in this argument you know, in their black truck between all three of them, you know, with the affair she was having with her best friend's man and, you know, all kind of shit probably was, was being said and people were throwing insults at each other and that may have led to somebody putting their hands on somebody and, you know, there was a, a weapon in the vehicle um, and at that point one thing led to another this does not justify at all, um, does not justify Tory or anyone else who may have had the gun and who may have shot the shots that ended up, you know, hitting Megan the Stallion. Um, but it's like certain, certain instances when the story was developing throughout the years, you know, Megan the Stallion would basically just lie about certain things that she didn't necessarily have to lie about. So to me, that kind of definitely, you know, somewhat tarnished her credibility in my eyes. Now, of course, Tori was proven to be in the wrong, um, according to, you know, a jury. Um, but I still believe, because at this point, none of us have heard the true details of what occurred that night. And when I mean by details, I want to know what the argument was about. I want I want to hear from the driver. That's somebody who they just could not get to come testify at all. He did not come at all on nobody's behalf. But I would like to know the full details of what happened. So maybe there has not been a gag order um, on this incident. <clears throat> so 10 years that Tory has to serve, I'm sure at some point he is a writer of songs. So I'm sure at some point he probably be working on a couple of books. Um, maybe he will come out with his story. Um he said, you know, that he still cared for Megan the Stallion or whatever. Um, however, he still, you know, st he, he still is standing on um, his innocence also. So, um, you know, they do plan on appealing this situation. Um, and we'll see how that, that pans out. Um, now, with his sentencing of 10 years, um, because of the type of charges he was found guilty of, um, he does not have to serve. Uh, he would not have to serve uh, no more than 85% of his sentence. 
Um, so yeah, we can probably expect to see Tory. Um, you know, around tw- the year 2029, 2030. Um, and he'll still be fairly a young guy. Um, he'll still be in his third, late thirties. Cause right now he's 31. So by that time he'll be seven, eight years, he'll be what? 38, 39 years old. So he still would have, it's not like he will be spending his entire life behind bars, but I mean, who wants to spend seven, eight years? I wouldn't. Um, but they want, they was looking at 22 years and then at some point they was looking at 13 years. So, you know, I'm sure he is grateful, um, that it didn't turn out to be that. Um, but it's just sad to see somebody who is so talented, um, so talented, just, you know, ended up being caught up in this situation. And, uh, it's unfortunate how these things turned out for him. But blessings to both parties, Megan the Stallion. You know, I'm eager to see uh, what will happen with her career, how she will continue to grow and expand, and uh, as well as Tori when he, you know, gets out of prison. See what else he's going to, you know, do for his life. You know? As far as someone else, um... When it comes to charges, uh, Carly Russell, our last episode, on our last episode, um, it was when we found out that she was lying about this whole abduction um, in Alabama, Birmingham, Alabama. Um, So she eventually, of course, lied about, told us that she lied about the situation. And then, of course, um, the Birmingham Police Department um, did end up charging her charging her. I believe she may have been bailed out, um, but it's still kind of a pending situation because a lot of us want to know if she will be subject to a fine of some sort because, you know, law enforcement basically had to utilize a lot of their resources and in, in paying people to go out there and do searching searches and things of that nature. All of that costs money. So, um, it will be interesting to see uh, what her fine will end up being for this situation. And it's like anybody else who's thinking about doing some crazy ass shit like that, don't do it. Don't waste your time. It's 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 stupid. It's it's not much. It's not too much clout. It's not that much clout in the world to go that far to make up this harebrained ass story. Um about you being abducted, especially when there's hundreds and thousands of young women who get kidnapped every single day. So think about that, people. But anyway, we're going to go ahead and wrap up this episode again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for always tuning in. Um, this was episode 61 of Straightforward with Miss B. Um, tune in. We're streaming on all podcast platforms as well as YouTube. If you do have any questions for me, business inquiries, want to tell us some tea, even though, you know, I don't too much get into the tea stuff. But if you want to, you can always email uh, me at straightforwardmedia at gmail.com 
And until next time, peace out. <laughs>